Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game at UT. The Texas Tech kicker did a fake field goal. I mean, you could see in his face that he was going to make the first down. And Tony Brankins, outside linebacker, came across and completely destroyed him. I, I thought he was dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That hit will always be, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Put yourself in the action with tickets from Ticket City. Visit hook'em.com and click tickets. Longhorns Unfiltered coming to you from DKR. The Texas Longhorns are back in control of their destiny. 24-10 over the Iowa State Cyclones. Cedric Golden here with Danny Davis and Kirk Bowles. I'll start with you, Duck. How big was that senior night win, and how impressive were the Longhorns in all areas? Uh, It was huge on both counts. I just love the atmosphere. You know, I think from the start to the finish, there was energy in this house. And I don't think it ever really dissipated. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fans were engaged. Uh, you know, it started with uh, Oklahoma State knocking off West Virginia, showing on the Jumbotron, and, and that jacked up the crowd and the players. And and I think they kind of rode that wave because, you know, they had a lot to play for, and they played like it. It was very impressive to me. As a result, the Texas Longhorns, Control their own destiny. They go to Kansas Saturday, get a W. They're going to be in the Big 12 championship game. Danny Davis, how about the play of one Shane Bouchelle coming in in relief of an injured Sam Ellinger to guide this team to a win? This is twice this season that Shane has had to come off the bench um, coming cold after injury and just kind of you know lead them to victory. It wasn't anything spectacular, but he had what didn't throw an incomplete pass. Uh, threw one to little Jordan. The little Jordan made a very very nice uh, play on that resulted in a touchdown. And you know Texas has the luxury of having maybe the best backup quarterback aside from maybe what's going on in Alabama in the country. I mean, this is a guy who has 19 starts under his belt. It's a guy who's not going to get rattled uh, coming into these situations. And, you know, in the end, you know, when Shane writes his final chapter here, uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how, what his legacy is. And it may not be, you know, what people thought after that freshman year, but he's had some nice plays and some nice moments this year. And I don't think Texas fans are going to be complaining once uh, once he once he leaves uh, the 40 acres. You know, Duck, he's got the entire respect of that locker room, that coaching staff, and, and a lot of people in the media. It could have been easier to transfer. I asked him why he didn't. He said because he loves his teammates. That's the embodiment of team play and, and team spirit, and it's a selfless way of going about your business. Uh, what do you think that does in a locker room? Because I know Sam Ellinger. He was chasing uh, Tom Herman down the sideline. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And Tom just walked away. I've got a relief man that can get the job done. And what does that say about the respect that uh, he engenders in the locker room? Oh, I think that's huge because uh, I think they believe in him. I think because of uh, his selfless nature, I think when he comes in, they know what they're getting from Shane Michelle. They know he may not be spectacular, but he's going to keep them from going off the rails. And for him to come in in a pressure moment like this, playing the whole second half and go 10 for 10. And, you know, you can't say there was any drop-off today. Trey Watson said, well, there's no drop-off when you go to Shane. Well, that may not be actually true. But tonight, 10 for 10, he was perfect and just what Texas needed in a pivotal time in that game. Our boy Brian Davis just joins us here. Uh, BD, uh, that defense was really good against a – well, I'm telling you that Brock Purdy is going to be an all-conference – quarterback one day that guy is a stud horse 
Charles Amenihu and company holding them to 10 points. Uh, you had an interesting conversation with Charles Amenihu, didn't you? <laughs> you feel me? I did. <laughs> he said that uh, I walked up I walked up to Charles in the in post game and uh, and he looked at me, we fist bumped and he goes, "Man, that guy was holding me all night." And I just <laughs> Of course he and, was. I, and I was just kind of like, "What if I walked in here?" I, I said, "What?" And he said, "Man, I, I was going to go in there. Kapow, that's all you were going to hear." He goes he, he just talked about how big the the hit was going to be had he gotten a sack. I mean, you know, I just thought that the way that the defense flew around the first half, I mean, maybe it was because they knew of Oklahoma State's win. Maybe it was just because they were motivated to beat to beat uh, Iowa State. But it was the energy that they had, uh, that they had not shown that the last few weeks. And so I wonder if going full pads on Tuesday really kind of left an impression that, look, guys, you know, they need to pull it together and get it going. And, Danny, uh, we're looking forward to the Thanksgiving trip to Lawrence. I know you guys are, are we, so are, are excited. Are we, are we looking forward to that? I am, I'm really excited about that trip, Danny. Don't you're you? You're staying home? No. Is that why you're excited? Why are you bringing details into this? It doesn't matter that I'm staying home. My boys are going to Lawrence. I'm excited for them. You're going to come back home with a chance to play for the Big 12 title. Uh, Danny, I was going to ask you. Tom tries so hard to make it a station-to-station thing, but you know what? He is bouncing off the walls, knowing that all they have to do is go to Lawrence and get a win. Our last trip to Lawrence wasn't a great one. What do you think is going to go down this time around? Well, once again, I mean, this is where the senior leadership is going to come into play. I mean, they had 26 seniors walk out before this game, and this is where those older guys are going to have to remind the younger guys that, you know, this is a team that a couple of years ago went to Lawrence and were unable to save their coach's job and, you know, had a humiliating loss. A lot of these guys, you know, Charles Minnie, we just talked about him a couple minutes ago. I mean, he was maybe the most upset I've seen a Longhorn in, you know, three years on this beat after that, after that loss and the way he reacted. So, I mean, these guys are going to spend the entire week reminding people that Kansas is not a pushover. Kansas gave Oklahoma a scare this year and uh, beat TCU a couple weeks ago. So, this is a team that's going to have to get business done, and that's the, that's what they're going to preach this week, and we'll see if they can uh, avoid a similar setback as to two years ago. And I know, Duck, uh, Tom's job's not to look ahead, but damn it, we're the newspaper. <laughs> we can look ahead. All we want. They're going to beat Kansas. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they're going to beat Kansas. I, I, I don't see anyone raising their hands in protest in front of me. Trust me, it's audio, I know it's audio, but I can see. Kansas scored 40 today against Oklahoma and the Sooners are not good defense and Brecken Hager before he left he shows up with a chew in his mouth sunglasses and a cowboy hat looking like Michael Hayes from the Freebirds he goes OU has no defense and then he looks up and goes it's 11-12 and guess what OU still sucks he's already laid down the gauntlet to I think to the chagrin of some some really concerned SID members. You can't control that guy. How excited would it be to set up a big-time matchup if OU takes care of business in uh, Morgantown next week? Hey, how long has it been since the Maryland game? You know, Maryland game, and even maybe the Tulsa game after that, everybody's wondering what in the hell's going on. Seven-point win over you Tulsa, six-point win over Baylor. Yeah, and there have been times where we're going well. they kind of treading water. they on a treadmill. But now it looks clear they're moving forward. I mean, they beat a really dangerous tech, tech team on the road in the closing seconds. And Iowa State's a good team. 
Now, they missed David Montgomery, who was suspended for the first half, Mm -hmm. and he's impressive. And they've got a lot of weapons. But this was the first time, I think, maybe all year where the defense just took it to Iowa State from start to finish, didn't give up a touchdown until a minute 33 left in the game. That's hard to do in the Big 12 these days. Yeah, I mean, that that was a garbage time score. That, that really means nothing. To me, the final score was 24-3 to in this game. But, you know, a Texas OU rematch in Arlington, man, I don't know. I, I, I think if I'm Texas, I want West Virginia to win that game next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. No! Yes, and here's why. No! Here's, well, if, I, if you're me, I want Texas OU. If of course. You're, if you're the Bevos, you want to see West Virginia because it's easier to pre- – prepare for a team that's beaten you and you've got all the momentum uh, you know momentum's an illusion but still you have the reality of a loss i if i'm texas i don't want to face if i'm tom herman if i'm tom herman i don't want to face kyler murray again i'd rather face will greer and his horns down i like i I, I like it either way i just like texas being in the championship game yeah if i'm texas beggars can't be choosers i'm just happy (laughs) i'm just happy to be in that championship game they, they play Alabama in the Big 12 championship game. Just I'm not Danny. Just get there. One more thing before we shut it down. The atmosphere here at DKR tonight was electric. We had the, the flashlights were flickering. Journey was playing. I've never seen an atmosphere like this. I've heard louder crowds, but this was something to behold. I think they kind of raised the bar for next year, and uh, I, I expect them to show up in big numbers at the uh, title game. What do you think happens next week? Do you think they blow Kansas out? Do you think it's going to be a close game? What do you see happening, Duck? I kind of think they might blow them out. I kind of felt good about this game tonight that their heads were on screwed on right and they really were focused on this thing. So I guess there, there are enough players here from two years ago yes. when they had that debacle in Lawrence. And that's going to be fresh in their minds, and that's going to sustain them, I think, throughout the game. So. I've got a, I got a really good quote from Shane, you know, in my story for tomorrow, where Shane said, you know, let's go back and he goes, let's fix it, let's make it right, and and I think that, that Kirk's right. There's there's enough players here that are going to feel like they're returning to the scene of the crime, you know, and and they and they need to make it right, and I think they will. Heck, I mean, there's enough players on this team that we're here. A couple months ago when they barely beat Tulsa. So this is a team that can lose to anyone if they're having a bad day. And um, Tom Herman and his coaching staff will be preaching that the entire week, I am sure. Well, it's really exciting to be talking about special places. This is a big game coming up. And if things go as planned, an even bigger game coming up after that. That'll do it for us from DKR. The Longhorns win 24-10. For the Duck Kirk Bowles, Brian and Danny, I'm Seth Golden. We'll see you later.